Hey, Ollie. Hey, Dave. So welcome to What Difference Does It Make? Happy to be here. We are a member of the Pantheon Podcast family, you know. I do know that, and we're so happy to be family members. Yes. <laughs> so this is uh, an encore episode. Just because we love love and we love Valentine's Day, we're going to uh, re-air this. But it's still a, a solid episode, don't you think, Holly? Uh, yeah, you called it an encore episode. I was actually going to go with classic. Well, the people demand it. <laughs> Yes, so they're asking for an encore, but it is also a classic episode. Well, while you're listening to the episode, um, you should also follow us on social media. And uh, what do you got for us, Holly? How do they find us? You should absolutely follow us on social media because you're likely in our age group. So you definitely want to check us out on Facebook at the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Uh, also, Instagram and Twitter at WDDIM podcast. And please subscribe to our YouTube page. Just search YouTube for What Difference Does It Make podcast because we are putting lots of stuff up and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you might want to check out. Please subscribe. Please and thank you. And happy February and happy Valentine's Day to y'all. We're saying goodbye to January. We are saying goodbye to January. Hello, February. And February means? February means that, uh, you know, February 2nd is Groundhog's Day and you get your uh, your President's Day. I'm kind of upset, though. Now I think about we used to get Lincoln's and Washington's Day. And now we now we have to recognize all the presidents on one day. Yeah. And I don't want to recognize all the presidents, but uh, but apparently we do. They I mean, all deserve recognition? I don't know. Does Martin Van Buren deserve as much recognition as, as Lincoln and Washington? No. And I didn't realize that we were acknowledging all. I thought it was just combining Lincoln and Washington in that one day. No, it's all the presidents. Okay. Well. So you got that day. You got... Um, you got Black History Month. We got Black History Month. Okay. What else you got? It's the month of love. Oh. Is yes. Is that... Is that this month? That's this month, Valentine's Day. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? I do enjoy Valentine's Day. I like to, uh, yeah, I like all the holidays. I like to acknowledge (laughs) once in a while, like, all right. I don't necessarily go and buy a Hallmark card, but uh, we'll get flowers or something. Okay. Yeah, not not necessarily, you know, I'll buy candy for myself. (laughs) For yourself. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah. Do you the day after when it's on sale? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why I like holidays. I like the day after the holidays where I get the half price candy. Yeah. Like those Necco wafers. Do you uh do you get those? Oh, we love the Neckos. Hopefully my husband goes looking because he gives us a box, each of his family members a box every year and we, we love them. Nice. We try to make them last. Does he give you those um those uh the cards? Like those uh, I choo choo choose you <laughs> type of type of no, uh those nice Valentine's Day cards, like buy the, the bulk cards that nope. you used to uh that used to be a huge project for me. Oh, for on yeah, February thirteenth, you had to you know write out all your classmates. And you want to write a personal message, right? I don't think I did. No, to so and so. Yeah. 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 Love, Dave. I have no idea. It might have been. Yeah. No. But I don't know. Second grade, third grade. I don't think. So. I think it was just. I could barely write my name. So, but you know, but you yeah. put you put in a couple Neko wafers. You and you uh, gave them a card. Yeah. From the hearts, you know, whatever, whatever. And that that was, yeah, that's what you did. The cards I receive are very touching and appropriately mushy. Oh, you like mush. No, not not mushy, but just my husband happens to be an excellent writer and expressor. He's a wordsmith. Nice. And he's very good at expressing his sentiments. So, yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So you must love this holiday. Oh, see, you say that, but you know I don't. <laughs> I, Why I, is that? That's because I'm generally not big on the Hallmark holidays. I love... I love love. 
Mm-hmm. I love everything to do with love. I sure. love, love love songs, love mm. films, romantic comedies. I love hearing about love. I love when people are in love. But the holiday itself, I think I'm just taking an anti-holiday stand. All right. What is your favorite romantic comedy? Oh, well, I love When Harry Met Sally. Sure. Yeah. From the 80s? From the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, not just because it's from the 80s. It's the I know. Classic. Well, I mean, we are in 80s. Yeah, Sleepless the- in Seattle. Those, you know. What about you? Um, I think Moonstruck is my favorite. Oh, sweet. Oh. <laughs> also from the 80s, right? Also from the 80s. Yes. But when Harry met Sally was also uh, like in that mm-hmm. in that zone where you're kind of, uh, well, we were falling in love with our partners. So it was. Uh, yes. Look at this. This is the guys. You're going to love this. This is a singing machine. Look, you sing the, 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 the lead and this has the backup and everything. This is from Oklahoma. Here's the lyrics right here. Story with a fringe on top. Yes, perfect. Chicks and ducks and geese better scurry When I take you out in my surrey When I take you out in my surrey With the fringe on top Now you watch that fringe and see how it flutters When I drive them high-stepping shutters Nosy folks will peek through the shutters And their eyes will pop The wheels are yellow, the upholstery brown The dashboard's genuine leather With eyes and glass curtains that will roll it's my voice, isn't it? I hate my voice. So those were, uh, yeah, those were a good time. I remember watching those with uh, with Janice, yeah. and so those were great. Those I'll were great have films. What she's having. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> There's that, but yes. Okay, so you give me this assignment. This I did this give you an assignment. <laughs> it's like just pick five songs, and so simple. Blam blam blam. One two three four five. You got five songs. I that's mean, that's really funny. Yeah. Five. Oh, I thought you meant 50. Yeah. Because that's Is that how many that's you picked? That's how many I have. Oh, I, my God. Probably not quite that many, but because I couldn't narrow them down, and then I couldn't think of how I was going to present them, and you said, just pick a theme. And I said, I, I can't. I can categorize them. Rock love songs, alternative love songs, songs about sex, songs that are sort of about love but maybe about something else, songs that I love, love songs that I loved and meant a lot to me growing up but didn't, didn't hold for me. I have a lot of those just because I feel like they're worth mentioning. So I don't know. So I decided I'm just going to make a game time decision. And I'm just going to, once we we roll on these songs, I'm just going to blurt out the ones I'm feeling. And we're going to talk about them. But I would like you to go first. I would like you to set the tone here. Uh, all right. Well, we'll start it off. We'll see what, uh, what's going on Do you here. have five or do you have I one? have, um, I think I have five. I have some backup songs. Okay. But I gave you this assignment this week, and this was also the week that uh, James Ingram passed away, unfortunately. And then you kind of uh, review, you know, when someone passes away, you kind of review their songs, and then you're like, reminded of uh, how amazing their, their work mm-hmm. it has. And, and, you know, you don't think of the influence or that you, like I could say, just once, and you automatically know the song. Yeah. I did my best. But I guess my best wasn't good enough Cause here we are back where we were before Seems nothing ever changes We're back to being strangers Wondering if we ought to stay Or head on out the door Just one Are we doing wrong? 
grew up in that time, even though we were probably listening to rock radio. Yeah. Through yeah. osmosis, they kind of just get into our, our brains. Yeah. So James Ingram passed away, and he really, I think I, I liked him for a number of reasons. He had some amazing duets, of, of course, just once. Um, he had uh, Baby Come to Me with Patty Austin. Mm-hmm. He did Yamo Be There with Michael McDonald. I didn't realize it was only reached up to number 19. For some reason, I thought mm-hmm. that was like that had a that was like a number one song, but that was not. He did a duet with Linda Ronstadt somewhere out there, you know, Fivefold. Mm-hmm. Even though it's that is a great love song, even though it's, you know, these mice singing to each other like they're seeing the moon and you know they're from far you know far away and it's very touching i don't know did you show that to your kids no i can't uh, american tale oh no oh okay never. that's Come somewhere on, out know. there is i know you don't sh- you don't show your kids anything <laughs> that was a great that was a number one song in 1986 i remember him most because he was on sctv he, he sang just once on sctv it was a skit the the 3d house of beef you could YouTube it because it's a phenomenal skit. It's with John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, and they are opening up a restaurant, and he's the, the star performer. <laughs> it's very amusing, and it was very nice. You know, like SCTV used to have the the singers kind of interact with their skits, so he he went along with it, and it was great. It's nicer to have know your artist have a sense of humor. There was an opening band that played before James Ingram that apparently after I did more research, your Canadian friend might know the band The Nylons which were an acapella group. And so I guess in this skit, SCTV is parodying the it nylons. Was. Yes. Huh. They're a horrible, they're a horrible acapella group well, in I this skit. And so I, but apparently it is like they're mimicking the nylons. Okay. So shout out to the nylons <laughs> and shout out to SCTV and, uh, and shout out to James Ingram, who yeah. was nominated for Best New Artist. <laughs> in 1980. In 1982. He's in good company. Uh, Adam and the Ants, The Go-Go's, Sheena Easton, Luther Vandross, all strong artists. Even though we have talked about this already, I will let you, we don't need to talk anymore about it. But Sheena Easton, <laughs> who took the morning train, and she sang For Your Eyes Only, that was good enough to get the Best New Artist uh, award. She was up against some great, great artists mm-hmm. there. What are you going to do? It didn't, didn't go to Adam. It didn't go to the Go-Go's. didn't go to James. didn't go to Luther. They all had vibrant careers. And she, well, Sheena still, she went, she had a good run. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Prince protege. Yeah. And we have to appreciate all those uh, Prince yes. protege. And actually, uh, James Ingram was uh, Quincy Jones, led him through uh, his initial uh, beginnings. He recorded just once. Uh, he made a demo. He wrote it and he was supposed to, you know, it was supposed to be for some other singer. And Quincy heard it and was like, who is, who's this singing? Well, that's James Ingram. Like, let's get him on this album. <laughs> so Career took off from there. Yeah. So Quincy kind of helped him, you know, his, his initial songs just once in 100 Ways. Um, and We Are the World, Quincy chose him to kind of end the song. Like, I want a, someone who's got a big, who can belt it out. And I want, gave it to James and then just hand the baton off to, to Ray Charles to kind of uh, end it. But uh, James really he delivers it on that song. Revisit We Are the World and go to the near the very end. And you can hear James do it, and it's it's pretty cool. You like you remember that? Like, oh yeah, that's that was James Ingram. I didn't realize. But the one song that I chose was actually a song he wrote for Michael Jackson called "Pretty Young Things." Pyt. PYT, I want to love you, PYT. Mm. 
It's actually because it's Michael Jackson singing. It's kind of uh, you don't realize how dirty the song is. Or not dirty, but just kind of like, all right, we're going to go out. We're going to have a good time. And then uh, then it's business time. I don't think I want to hear this right now. No. Well, I'm going to give it to you, baby. <laughs> no. No, I'm not listening. <laughs> no, fine. La, la, but, la. but he did invent the word tenderoni, which I love. Uh, I, I had no idea he came up with that word. Uh, and Bobby Brown stole that for his song, Ronnie. So that just conjures up like Chef Boyardee, beef uh, or No, tenderoni. <laughs> Where did you come from, baby? a sweet song okay michael jackson is singing that uh, la, la, but this la. is a but this is a song that james ingram wrote this is like an adult love song yes it's good i mean but it's funny when you maybe because it came from michael jackson singing that you didn't realize like oh man this is good we're gonna have a good time and then we're then we'll come home and repeat okay. after me no 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 okay <laughs> quincy jones kind of catered it to michael jackson to make it seem sweet and kind of a fun song i know you were singing along that that chorus Na 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 na. Repeat after me. Not one of my favorite. Really? Michael Jackson songs. Yeah. All right. Well, it was written by James Ingram. Yeah. Now that I know that, I'll, maybe I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll accept it more. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So shout out to uh, James Ingram. You're going to be missed. That's our tribute. Yes, you are. All right. So now uh, I hand the show off to Holly, who will give us the next fifty songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. But. Well, I mean, I can if you want to. Like I said, I'm making game time decisions with how I'm going to throw these songs out there. But if you were going to guess my just, favorite song, not just my favorite love song, but my favorite, one of my favorite songs and by one of my favorite artists. And you had to guess, what would you guess? I'm just curious. Just one guess. Um, and if you're wrong, I'll just Air Supply, whole, all out of love. It's not even on my. Air uh, Supply is not there? It's not, but there are others in the same vein that are. Okay. Then please enlighten oh, us. Oh, come on. All right. All right. I felt well, like this I would was get, totally well, cliche. Well, it's going to be the, the Cure, Friday, I'm in Love. No. You oh. know, Friday, I'm in Love is not one of my favorite songs, but okay. The Cure, Just Like Heaven. Okay. Which is one of my favorite, favorite songs of all time. Why is that? It's just so, I don't know, evocative. What I've read, I've read a few different little bits of information about this song. And someone, which I thought describes it exactly, it celebrates the uplifting drunken and heady nature of falling in love as well as the crash at the bottom after you land. And I thought that was pretty descriptive in, in one sentence. Daylight lift me into shape I must have been asleep for days Moving lips to breathe a name The original, which I did not know, the demo of the song was titled Shivers. <laughs> did they say Shivers ever in that song? No, he does not. They, he, and he just says Just Like Heaven at the, yes, the last, last line. Yeah. Out of all the, the Cure songs, the love songs, that's the one that hits you. Yeah. 
here's an interesting thing about it also. He says it himself, uh, Robert Smith, it's about a dreamy day near the seashore with a loved one. And he was brought up in a town that in southeast England called Crawley. It's all about love, but it's not an in-your-face. Bending on that dizzy edge, I kissed her face and kissed her head and dreamed of all the different ways I had to make her glow. I like that. I, also, I remember Dinosaur Jr. did a cover of that song, too. Really? Which I love. Yeah. I mean, it's not as I love Dinosaur Jr. It's not a, uh, something about Robert Smith's voice oh, makes yeah. it more yes. sincere. Yes. Jay Maskus of Dinosaur Jr. kind of, he has like this lackadaisical sound to his, his voice, which, but I mean, it's still, a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice version of the song, but doesn't compare to, to the cures. No, I, I, you could probably say that about any, any covers of any of their songs because his voice is so spectacular and it's still, it held, it's held up really well. I saw him last year, the year before mm-hmm. his voice held up beautifully. Oh, that's great. Oh my God. My runner up pictures of you. I love pictures of you. I think, yeah. uh, I think that's one of his best writing songwriting songs the words of uh you know just being reminded of of someone that, yes. that might be one of my favorite cure songs it is this yeah, is... i think so oh that's yeah. good to hear okay so with mine I, this was a song that was covered where i didn't realize that it was a love song until it was covered by front day okay does I that give you a hint nope, the australian band front day covered this song <laughs> uh which made it up to number 49 in 1994 and it was just kind of a, you know, that was during the Little Fair. So it's just kind of a sweet version of the song. But you can kind of, you would, you could hear the lyrics. and like, oh, my God. You know, this, that's when I realized, oh, this is a really pretty song. What's really the good. song? It's New Order's Bizarre Love Triangle. Oh, yes. songs there's a lot of self-doubts of uh you know these songs <laughs> I'm like laughing at you yeah I know. well yeah the songs are you know i love you i hope you love me back or you know <laughs> am i worthy of you so that's that's a lot of these and i think when i came up when i had to come up with songs i you know i came up with a with a number of them and they all seem to have the same theme <laughs> with the new order song you know it's it's all about the instrumentation and it's dancey and you, you don't think of it as a love song and then you know, when you break it down, you look at the words and then they're kind of like, oh, yeah, this is a really, really pretty, pretty song that's kind of disguised in uh, this new wave techno sound. Yeah, yeah. I think this is more of a love song. Yeah. Every time Sorry, I see you falling, I get down on my knees and pray. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that final moment. You say the words that I can't say that. I mean, that's how the song that's how the song ends. They repeat that like three times. Yeah. I don't know wherever fr- happened to Front Day, but by 1994, they had this hit, this hit song that, that kind of captured my attention just because the words were out front when when she sang it i have to listen to the front version because i love the song but it gets a lot this song still gets a lot of airplay today and i still don't know like bizarre why what's the the, the, the triangle, triangle what's the triangle i'm just going to admit i think it's me you and the, and the doubt like, oh, the, like doubt is the is yeah the like third, the not the sure tr- the third edge i feel fine i feel good i'm feeling like i never should whenever i get this way i just don't know what to say why can't we be ourselves like we were yesterday mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 
things you felt when you, uh, I still can't communicate. I'm not the, the wordsmith. I can't oh, say good. these words. You're good. You're expressive and you're, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's why I think I turned to songs. The other people who can say these <laughs> things better than I can. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause there is always a song that can express exactly how you feel, no matter what it is. True that. Yeah. All right. Handing it off to you. What do you got? <laughs> okay. I'm doing another one. I'm another two for one because I had a struggle with this. I love the bangles. I hope it's not eternal flame. Okay, no, that wasn't, it wasn't Eternal Flame. I, I have Good. to, I, well, <laughs> Sorry. one, one I, I didn't of my want two. To put a, I didn't want to ruin your song. Because it's, because it's cliche and it was number one, yeah, you I, know, everywhere. I do not like that song. Okay, I love the song, but there is a song I like better. Okay, fine. So I'm there not going to talk at all about uh, all right, so I'm sorry. I interrupted Eternal Flame. You. Nope, that's okay. Do you know the song Be With You? Please tell me. Ugh, I love this song. Okay. The lyrics, but also the sound of the song. It just does something to me. And, mm. you know, we've talked about how music is so personal. There's just something about this song. I'm sure I know this album. This was not one of my favorite. They probably broke up after this album. Because after Eternal Flame, like, you know, like I said, you can't. What are you going to do? Yeah, you've, so, hit your, you've hit your peak. There's something just so, I don't want to say gritty, but so the, the chorus is, uh, what you going to do? I think I should be with you. And that's, you know, back back in those days, you know you're saying that to somebody. So this was a favorite then, and it's still a favorite now. This was their last charting single, yeah. Be With You. Oh. It followed Eternal Flame. And then uh, Be With You reached number 30, and that's the last line on the Bengals. Oh, well, bummer. They had two hits. They had two number ones. Eternal Flame and, oh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so we're celebrating Valentine's Day. We're talking about our favorite songs. But the time has come to take a break, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Welcome back to the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our love-filled episode. Do you know Valentine's Day? Uh, I didn't, but I do now. Yeah. You told me about it, and now I've been hearing all about it more and more. In fact, I've been receiving happy Valentine's Day texts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. guess it's become a thing. It's kind of like Festivus now. Yeah, so it's so for those that don't know. I don't know much about it, but it's when uh, women celebrate uh, their friendships with uh, each other. But it started somewhere, right? It started on Parks and Rec. Okay. What are you going to play? This is a surprise. I love surprises. What is it? If you look inside your bags, you will find a few things. A bouquet of hand crocheted flower pens. A mosaic portrait of each of you made from the crushed bottles of your favorite diet soda. And a personalized 5,000-word essay of why you're all so awesome. What's Galentine's Day? Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst. Plus frittatas. All right. So I there you go. love... I want to start celebrating Galentine's Day. Yeah, so my wife is... Uh... Start. This is her first time starting this. I think that's awesome. So what's she going to have besides um, wine? Frittatas. Frittatas. I think that was her plan to have frittatas, but uh, right. she's invited a, a lot of her friends. Kick me out of the house. Yes, we should talk uh, love songs and the things that you love and what you love about songs that are from the 80s and <laughs> why they mean so much to you. I had a few songs, but I know you had a lot more. So why don't you take this? You're going to, I'm giving you the keys to the car. (laughs) No. Get it. Get Uh, out of my dreams. Get into my car. What was the Billy Ocean song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So take the keys. Let's uh, start driving. I I have to give you some. Okay. I'll start. I'm starting. Please do. I'm starting. All right. Good. Okay. This again, it was hard, but you gave me uh, the opportunity to pare down and, you know, think, think it through a little bit more. So I have a little bit of a strategy, although probably no one would recognize it as a strategy. This might be my favorite, my most uh, gut, you know, oh, I love 
song, it makes me cry. And I've said this before. This isn't the first time that this song has appeared on this podcast. Okay. Well, this series. Right. It's uh, ABC, All of My Heart. All of My Heart. Yes, from Lexicon of Love, 1982. I think this is an epic love song. And I think it's not epic in that the story, you know, it's like it's a massive story, but it just the words. It's simple and it's. It is a story, though, isn't it? He's telling the story. Well, it's a story because it goes to a happily ever once. Once upon a time, when we were my, when we were friends, I gave you my heart. The story ends. No happy ever after. Now we're friends, and then you know we kind of wish upon a star. You know, a lot of uh, lovey dovey type stuff. It's really the end that just it conjures up the whole like you know being in love when you were younger and you know breaking up and hoping, hoping. Just, I don't know. I just, I love it. It's it's another one of those songs from, it was an, an era. I was working in that clothing store, Camp Beverly Hills, and we listened to it over and over. And the boyfriend also worked there at the time. And it's not so much the song, you know, reminds me of him as much as an era in mm-hmm. life. And uh, I just, ABC, ABC does that in general, but this song, I just... Did he work it, like, at tears Camp? at my heart. He did. He worked at Camp Beverly Hills. Yes, he did. Oh, so he had a workplace uh, relationship. Yeah, yes. Nice. Yeah. I worked in, in the mall too. We always brought <laughs> our cassettes to uh, to yeah. play. Did Did he have a mixtape that he brought? There was. Did you have a mixtape? Did you have something? I don't remember back then if we had a mixtape because these were on. Yeah, I mean, ABC Lexicon of Love was you know on played over and over there, just like the next song that I'm going to oh. talk about. So I don't remember making mixtapes then, but I did make many after. Yeah. And many were made for me. Ah, oh, they make me so happy. <laughs> and sad. And sad. Yes. Yeah. There's a good book called Love is a Mixtape. Can't remember who. Okay, I'm going to look it up. It's called Love is a Love mixtape. is a Mixtape. Love is a Mixtape. Okay. While I write this, you can tell me. I know you have uh, the songs there. Oh, yeah. All right. So I guess we're on the the subject of mixtapes. I had two songs stuck in my head of uh Songs that I put on mixtapes. Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> My wife now, but girlfriend at the time. We, you know, we're, there's always like any relationship. There's always doubt mm-hmm. and why? What does she see in me? Insecurities what, and yep. So much insecurity, and so um, there were always songs that. Uh, and plus, we were we met in New York at school, and then we went uh, our separate ways for a year to finish up. She was in Texas, I was in L.A., so I went to finished up school there and. You know, the way we communicated was through mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Or the way I communicated was through mixtapes. She never made Janice mix- didn't make mixtapes? She did not make mixtapes. <gasps> but I'm sure she did other things. Maybe she baked for you or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we'll have to, she wrote, we wrote a lot of letters. I mean, it was, yes. Yes, a lot of letters. But making mixtapes was easier for me. Because, <laughs> you know, communicated whatever I was it expressed. Feeling. Somebody has always expressed something that you feel. So, yes. Yes. We both love the band Crowded House, and that that was one of the songs I put on the mixtape that I remember. It's called "Better Be Home Soon." Yeah, and I didn't realize that this was a single. 
But it was. It was? It, yeah, made it up to 42 on the U.S. charts. I'm shocked. It did well. In, of course, it did well mm-hmm. in Australia and New Zealand, making it up to number two. It's the 33rd best song in New Zealand in the 20th century. And so, yeah. I think cra- I agree. Crowded houses <laughs> better be home soon. Somewhere deep inside, something's got to hold on you. And it's pushing me aside So you'd stretch on forever And I know I'm right For the first time in my life That's why I tell you You'd better be home soon Neil Finn brings a, a, a yearning vocal to it, and it's, you know, these guys, I, I love all three members of the band. They were all super talented. Mm. Proud House are a great band. That was a good song because we were apart, and, you know, you never you never know what's going to happen. And she came home soon. Yeah, I had to uh, pull her away from Texas and <laughs> drag her back to L.A. I don't think she's... Uh, she's doing okay. She's not sorry. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Twenty. 27 years in. Yeah. She's, she's, I, I think, I think we're okay. Yeah. Pretty solid. Do, well, yeah, we're, we're doing okay. We're, <laughs> Valentine's day. We're still here. And then the other one was Bruce Springsteen. He has a song that's actually called Valentine's day. And I remember putting this on the mixtape, but uh, more self doubt and his album tunnel <laughs> of love. He was married to Julianne Phillips at the time. They were going through struggles and of course, when you're going through struggles, it makes for a great album and tunnel of love <laughs> might be one of my it's easily one of my top three Springsteen albums. It's very dowdy and emotional. It is. It's, yeah. it's unlike any other mm-hmm. Springsteen album of that era. Different kind of stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was. Yeah, this wasn't working class. This was just kind of internal. And so I think that's why it's, there's some amazing songs on there. But yeah, Valentine's Day was really a, a good one. They say if you die in your dreams, you really die in your bed. But honey, last night I dreamed my eyes rolled straight back in my head. God's light came shining on through. I woke up in the darkness, scared and breathing, born anew. It wasn't a cold with a bottom that fell rushing over me. It wasn't the bitterness of a dream that didn't come true. Wasn't the wind in the great fields that fell rushing through my arms? No, no, baby, baby, it was you. So hold me close. Sweet and it cuts to the heart, really. Or you know, like you look like you're going to cry. Oh, I, you know, it's just re- I. He, <laughs> he doesn't write like that anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Or you know, that that one little moment. I think that was uh, he's putting his heart out there. Yeah, and, and he's able to communicate in ways that I can't. This it was a really, uh, it's a great, 
great song yes. and a great album. And um, that's why it was on my mixtape. Excellent choices. So there you go. Now it's all you. Really? Well, okay, I, I, you I, can I, chime in. But yeah, I'm going to tell ahead. you, I, ha- I also had a Crowded House song on my list. It wasn't, I wasn't going to, it was going to be an honorable mention. Okay. No, you know how I feel about Crowded House. But uh, When You Come. Yeah. From uh, Temple of Low Men, 1988. I yeah, that's right. love yeah. that song. I, I, Springsteen was 88, and Temple of Low Men was also from 88, yeah. strangely enough. It's a good 80, year for music. Oh, uh, well, yeah, 88 <laughs> was the year we were uh, separated. So, uh, um, yeah, those songs very hit, fitting. Hit, hit home at the time, and they still do. You know, yeah. that's that's what music is so wonderful, is that it can bring you back or you remember things, and then, you know. It all comes rushing and, back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very emotional. Yeah. So, as, yeah, as you can see, I get emotional just reading these lyrics. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't mocking you. Yeah, saying, that's fine. Are you crying? Are you going to my kids? <laughs> are do, you crying? Kids do that all the time. Oh. When the ki- when uh, the Kings were going to win the Stanley Cup for the first time, <laughs> I was all by myself watching it, watching the game in my house, and the kids come home. And it was, you know, they're counting down and you hear Bob Miller talking, you know, the Kings are going to do it. And I'm getting, you know, beclumped. And all of a sudden, you know, the kids come in like, Dad, are you crying? You crying, Dad? (laughs) Yes. No. Get out of here. Don't be afraid to say. Don't be too macho. All right. So go ahead. All right. What? Same. You got, so you stop looking. I'm not. I can't see. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not reading your notes. Okay. Same era as the uh, as the not crowded house, but the same as uh, ABC. All of my heart was. Um, so we're going early eighties. Going 1982 from Upstairs at Eric's. Oh, great! Only you from uh, Yazoo. Yeah. Yes. How, whatever you want to call them. I feel I'm saying I'm repeating myself. I'm saying the same thing about every song, but that this is another one that just. It kind of not rips my heart out this one because I don't think this one was emotional. I don't know. I can't. I, there's a, there's no other way really to describe this. I didn't know I learned something new about the song, and I have loved the song from the second I heard it. Vince Clark was about to leave Depeche Mode, and he wrote this song for them. He wanted them to have a good single to start off 1982, but Depeche Mode did not want the song. So instead, they released another song called See You that Martin Gore had written years before, and the song ended up on Yazoo's debut album, which is so great. So I love the song. There's just... Well, it's because of Alison Moyet. Yeah. She's got an amazing voice. She has. She's... Yeah, she brings it. I think I listen to her almost every day to this day on my Pandora, like um, Alison oh, yeah. Moyer radio. Yeah, I do. I, I love, 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 love her. Okay, so there's my ode to 1982. You get two songs. I think I might devote the rest of my songs to Brian Adams. Brian Adams. You seem shocked that I, I, that I am. am a huge Brian Adams fan. I, 
would not. I see Adam Levine or, you know, it, oh. it makes sense. Like you got your Brian Adams, you got your Adam Levine. No. I see what you like. Adam Levine could have been Ryan Adams and if he was Canadian and lived in the 80s and was like 20 in the 80s, right? Maybe, maybe. All right. Maybe. Okay. I can see how you're making that, that Ryan, comparison. Ryan Adams could have been Adam Levine in Yes, and I love them both. Okay, you can and, like, and you, you know can what? Do that. That's fine. I think you might be right. I think so. I, as as loath I am, to, I am to admit it, because Brian Adams, what you get, I've seen, I've seen him, and it is a solid show every time. You know what you're getting, and he rocks. I mean, he rocks. His band is great. He's great. He gives a, you know, he gives a great show. I don't know if it's your kind of show, but you know what you're going to get, and it is just perfectly awesome. And with Adam Levine also is kind of the same thing. It's he is a good performer, but you do know what you're going to get when you go to that show. But I think uh, uh, Brian Adam. But you love Brian. I guess it's a. I guess maybe you're right. There, are, it's a fair comparison. But I couldn't. I had a really hard time. There are so many Brian Adam songs that that I love, and I couldn't even prioritize them. Heaven is a great ballad. It's a great love song. I'm assuming you know all these songs. Yes. Okay. That's, that's your power ballad. Like, do you prefer your songs to be ballads or do you like? I like rock? rock songs. I like rock songs that rock, but that are also about love, which I think you can find. I think most songs at the core are about love. I, lo- I love a good power ballad, but I like the songs that rock probably maybe if I if I'm going to make a sweeping generalization, I think I like those better. The one <laughs> that I had that I thought was uh, would, from uh, the movie Napoleon Dynamite at the end of the movie. Uh, which my kids love, which apparently I did you have ever see? Seen. You have not seen Napoleon. I know. Well, you're have some. You've got to sit your kids down. <laughs> Tell you, you got to watch a movie. Movies are fun. You got to watch those. I love movies, but right. I'm the only one in my family who oh. seems to love movies. All right. Well, that's that's got to change. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite was a movie that came out in um, like the late '90s, something like that. But ten years yeah. earlier. There was a song called The Promise by When in Rome. And this is played at the end of Napoleon Dynamite. Just remind me of how amazingly sweet it is and, and just uh, really nice to, to, to hear. Just friendship and becoming uh, more than that. If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger. You know in the end, I'll always be there. When you're in danger 
make you fall for me. I promise. I promise you I will. So that's the line that always gets me. So that's that would be on my list. I love that song. That is totally worthy. I don't know how that didn't make my list, but I love that song too. That actually takes me back to a place in time, and it had didn't have anything to do with love, but I remember it. I remember it vividly. What year was that song released? 88. Number 11 in 1988. Yeah, but I think it did stay, it, it hung around for a while. Oh, it's always, yeah, it's always been in around in the ether. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it got, you know, because of the movie, it got a nice revival. And yeah. I think it might have been re-recorded, but anyway, this version is the one that, that hits me every time. I agree. Uh, well, I agree. It hits you, but it hits me too. All um, right. So go ahead. You can uh, take it away. <laughs> You're very giving today. Well, this was your episode. This is the Holly episode. <laughs> and, you know, if that was going to be the case, I should have done a whole uh, hell of a lot better. All right. I have to mention Burn For You from NXS from The Swing, 1980, it was 1984. Uh, the Swing was probably, was I think, was their best album. It didn't make it anywhere it, on the Australian chart. It made it to number three, but I don't even think it charted here. And you're confirming that. Apparently, yes. I just loved, I loved the whole album and this song jumped out at me. It's no use pretending that I understand the hide and seek repairing facts. A changes on demand. Free. There's That's something, again, there's, we talk about this music, the way music catches you. It's just such a, you know, who knows? We all recognize hits when they're released and why, you know, how a song becomes a hit. All right. So those were the songs you picked. You know what? Okay. I have the many good, more, but I'm not going to, I'm good, not going to. Good, good news. I mean, if we keep this going next year, it's Valentine's Day again. <laughs> okay. You're cutting I, me off. Cut me feel, off. I have Turn a off feel, my mic. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll, you'll still be saying these same things to next year. Which is really nothing. Wait, which wait, for every song you're saying, every song I'm saying the same thing, and there's just something. It either rips your heart out or it just, it makes you happy. It reminds you of, you know, like just an innocent love and a more innocent time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you're working at Camp Beverly Hills. You're yes. And in college, those, we were in college. Those sweatshirts or what, what was it? What did they look like? Slop sweatshirts with the palm. The logo was the palm tree, but the sweatshirts were big and, and boxy. And they were good for us, you know. That was a good look. I guess. That was the look. back. Yeah. Everything was boxy in the 80s, right? Yeah, super comfortable. They had like, uh, you have shoulder pads or what's... Those didn't have shoulder pads, but I loved a good shoulder pad. He loved a good shoulder pad. <laughs> it was a weird yeah. time. Thanks for uh, handing this one over to me. Well, there you go. Okay, so now we can really say thank you and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> have a great thank- uh, Thanksgiving. Have a great... <laughs> Have a great Valentine's Day. I know you're not going to edit that out. I'm, yeah, I'll leave that in. <laughs> Happy ha- Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Holly. Happy Valentine's Day, Dave. And thank you for listening to What Difference Does It Make? Well, how do you find us? You can find us on Facebook at What Difference Does It Make? On Instagram, WDDIM Podcast. On Twitter, WDDIM Podcast. So check us out. Like us. Follow us. Tweet us. We'd love to hear from you. We definitely would. So until next time, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 